Welcome back to Important Library Stuff, a podcast where library staff share the inside scoop on all the stuff that happens at Prince William Public Libraries. And trust us, it's a lot of stuff. I'm your host, Emily Bickers, media specialist from the Office of Communications and Marketing, and I will be joined each episode by fellow staff members who know a lot more on each episode's topic than I do, which for this episode covers our programs and resources for ELL, or English Language Learners. So without further ado, let's learn together from the experts. Sunny Kim from Bull Run Library. Hi. Who runs the ELL Reading Passages program and the ELL Book Club. And Maggie Dobrev from Potomac Library. Hello. Who facilitates an English conversation group. Thank you both for joining me. Thanks for having us. Can you introduce yourselves by sharing three books you love? Sure. So the first book will be Pachinko by Min Jin Lee. Um, I'm reading it um, the second time for my ELL book club. It's this incredible journey that digs into the challenging history of Korean families. It's a bit heavy, but a powerful read. Um, then there's The Best We Could Do by t Boy. It's a graphic memoir that's exploring the immigrant experience and the whole roller coaster of parent-child relationships. Um, I love how it tells the story through both words and the visuals. It's a unique and moving experience. And, of course, there's my forever go-to comfort read, Harry Potter series. So it's not just about the books for me. It's about the memories. Diving into it with my son when he was just a little five-year-old. It was a wonderful time. Oh, that's so sweet. As I didn't grow grow up in this country, I'm originally from Bulgaria, I'm kind of... um, Catching up on American literature. So I would mention East of Eden by John Steinbeck, one of the greatest American novels. I also love Middlesex by Jeffrey Eugenides. It's about the life and experience of a Greek immigrant family. And at the moment, I'm also reading, rereading with my son uh, Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. And it's, it's a very important book that um, teaches us about the importance of books, reading, literature, and again, censorship, which is, again, very important at the moment. Can you tell me who exactly the phrase ELL, or English Language Learner, refers to? The term ELL, English Language Learner, refers to the individuals who are in the process of acquiring the English language. So typically, ELLs are the students or individuals whose first language is not English, and they are learning English as a second or additional language. Um, The ESL specifically refers to programs or courses that address English language learning for those whose first language is not English. So um, both terms can be used to describe language learners in educational context. Uh, More and more institutions are choosing ELL instead of ESL because of this reason. That makes sense. It may not be your second language. It may be your third or fourth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there are a lot of people in my virtual English conversation who already speak at least two languages. What about your own backgrounds? At what age did you start to learn English? That kicked off back in Korea when I was just a seventh grader, so about 12, diving deep into grammar and vocabulary. And fast forward to my grand entrance to the stage at 15, 
hitting up sophomore year in high school, took me a good six months to catch on to what everyone was chatting about. <laughs> Another six months before I mustered up the courage to dive into conversations. But then here's the fun part. I'm still on the learning train. <laughs> um, every single day brings something new. Um, as a non-native speaker, it's like this ongoing adventure of discovery. So there's always some quirky phrase or expression that I hadn't come across before. Imagine I heard someone say, it's raining cats and dogs. I mean, come on, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Why would anyone, anyone think it's raining animals, right? So it's always on the lookout for those light bulb moments. Yeah, and it's the beautiful thing about language is that it's constantly evolving and changing. So mm -hmm. even if you're a native speaker, there's <laughs> new lingo to pick up every year, but it does make it harder if you are learning it as, a, as another language. I also learn everything, something new every day. <laughs> and I'm originally from Bulgaria. I started learning English when I was five. So initially it was basically songs and rhymes. And then I learned English throughout school. And in high school, I went to an English language school. My whole eighth grade was just English language. And then after this, we continued studying some languages, some subjects in English. And then I learned a little more English in college, but mainly we did translation. We were translating documents from <clears throat> English to Bulgarian. Then I arrived in the USA and <laughs> I'm continuing to learn every day. Initially, I learned a lot from TV. Watching TV helped a lot because you see people's expressions. And then I graduated to listening to public radio. Now I listen to a lot of books and, again, learn something new every day. What was the hardest part about learning English? For me, the hardest was speaking. It took me probably months, like Sunny said earlier, to open up and being able to say something. It just takes forever. Everything's in your head. Even if you know the grammar and the words, sometimes putting them together, it's very, very hard. To me, um, it was pronunciation. Um, so take the letter A, for example. It's got more twists and turns than a roller coaster. I mean, there's the cat way. There's the father way. And don't even get me started with banana way. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, come on, A, make, your, make up your mind, right? <laughs> so the pronunciation was the ultimate, still is the ultimate um, English challenge. And also the intonation. It's like English has its own um, the rhythm and flair. So it is the challenging part for me. Was any part easier than you expected? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> None of it is easy for me, and I'm still learning every day. Which tools, resources, or groups did you find most helpful when learning English? I know Maggie mentioned TV, which is a great tip. Um, for me, it's reading. So I'm um, seriously diving into books and even reading them out loud was a game changer for me. And I got into this virtual group of English learners and we'd pick up a book and just take turns reading it out loud, page by page. Um, I'll be honest, like the first couple weeks were 
kind of May for me, but it worked like magic. So I found myself getting way more comfortable with speaking as I stuck with it. So I'm motivated by this experience that how the idea of idea for ELA Reading Passages came to be, just trying to make the English journey a bit smoother for everyone. That's great. I would say also listening for me, it helps a lot. And that's why I like, again, I'm addicted to listening to books. Yeah, they're so good. Can you tell me more about the programs you run for English language learners at the library? Sure, sure. So at ELA Reading Passages, it's like our own little without loud crew. So before we kick off our reading sessions, I always throw out this advice to everyone. I say, picture yourself as a star on the stage. Talk slow, be clear, and don't sweat the words that you might not know. I've got your back. So the unique thing about us is that no book club pressure here. We mix it up with articles covering all kinds of stuff, history, culture, current events, and more. And it's not just about reading, it's about having a good time and boosting your speaking confidence. I know you also do English conversation, which we'll go into, but sometimes if you're a little intimidated to come up with your own things to say, starting with reading passages that are already written down can help you. Right, right. And um, also um, in our ELA book club. So, and we read all kinds of interesting books. So from very touching A Man Called Uva to The Mysterious My Sister, The Serial Killer, and The Thoughtful When Breath Becomes Air. My participants really enjoy our book choices and we're on the lookout for more exciting books. So I have a virtual English conversation club that goes weekly. And it started actually three years ago in January. It's been very successful. We discovered, so when we reopened after COVID in 2020, this was the question that patrons asked daily, more than once, was English language instruction. I worked at Buran at the moment, and uh, we decided with other librarians that this would be a very good service to the community to have a virtual English conversation. And... We found a volunteer, one of my friends who recently retired, and she agreed. She's been with us ever since. She sometimes, even now, when she travels, she joins from abroad. It's very popular and going on weekly. And people need to speak some English to join. But other than this, um, we're very encouraging, open. We discuss all kinds of topics are there specific topics that she'll like open the floor with or is it just kind of people chatting about their day? So we tried first people chatting about their day, but sometimes it stumbles. So we try we ask the group what they're interested in and they really they come with very interesting topics. Like lately we we've been discussing influencers and I also learned a lot of stuff. But yes, yeah, so when we come up with a topic, we send an article, we find something interesting and we send an article so they can read in advance and then we discuss. That's a great idea. Do you have any fun memories from an ELL program? Two weeks ago I learned, I taught Stanley Cup is hockey (laughs) and then I learned from my group that Stanley Cup means something totally different (laughs) nowadays. (laughs) So I learn a lot from them. Yeah, I think everybody learned (laughs) two weeks ago about the double meaning of Stanley Cup. 
That's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, my group, they really、um, like topics like food and shopping. And we had, a, we had this hilarious talk about、um, how often you should wash your jeans. <laughs> There's this one lady who used to be on team wash jeans every time because of her husband's no wash approach. But、um, after reading an article, it was like a flipping a switch. So、um, she's now all for letting him and her, his jeans do their things without a fuss. And it's those unexpected moments that make our discussions very entertaining. Any moments that you found inspirational? My favorite moment is we had around two years ago, we did a series about healthcare in the United States where we discussed、um, healthcare vocabulary, how to schedule an appointment, how to describe symptoms,、uh, the difference between emergency room and urgent care. And we had one session about、uh, going to the dentist. And one of the participants at the moment, who, was, who is from Turkey, when she joined the following week, she was super happy because she had a dental appointment and she said she could go without her husband and was very confident and didn't have any issues explaining her problems and、oh, you know, understanding them. The enthusiasm my participants bring every single time is just is truly inspiring.、Um, It's incredible to witness their eagerness to learn a new language and strive for improvement in this new country and new adventure. And、um, their motivation extends beyond their personal growth. And it's about creating a better life for their kids and families. And it's, this passion is so contagious that、uh, quite a few have asked for more frequent meetings than our current once a month setup. And I wish I could accommodate that. And also, the icing on the cake is when I hear success stories. A couple of my former members landed jobs and they took the time to shoot me emails to share this fantastic news. And that moment of pride I felt for them is hard to put it into words. And it's these triumphs that makes the journey with them so rewarding. That's so sweet. Do you have any words of encouragement for someone who's considering attending an ELL program for the first time? I'll say just go for it. I mean, don't worry about making mistakes, they're just stepping stones to the improvement. And everyone in this program is. There to learn and grow together. So you'll be amazed at the progress you make. So just jump in, be open minded, and enjoy the journey. Don't forget that everybody else in the program is, is an immigrant and was starting to learn the language at one point. So you, you mentioned it a little bit. What is the atmosphere like during these programs? Are they casual or more like formal language instruction? The atmosphere during our ELL program is wonderfully laid back. <laughs> so,、um, here's the beauty of it though our participants are stellar students. They are so focused and <laughs> they're just eager to learn. So,、um, I have to often sprinkle in a joke and just share some funny stories to create a relaxed vibe. And it's just a fantastic blend of learning and laughter that makes our sessions feel more like. A friendly gathering than just a formal language class. For virtual English conversation, it is a very relaxed atmosphere, too. 
But sometimes the participant want a little grammar and a little more formal instruction, which my volunteers provide for them. They, depending on the topic they ask for, it can be a tense, it can be any grammar topic. So we sometimes do exercises too. But again, this helps a lot and they're very happy to learn and practice more. If folks are looking for more formal English instruction, are there any tools that the library provides that can help? Absolutely. Yep. Um, so for those seeking a more formal English instruction, we've got an excellent partnership with Literacy Volunteers of America, Prince William County. Um, they provide structured classes that covers a range of subjects from conversation and ESL classes to citizenship and health literacy classes. Um, it's a fantastic resource for individuals looking for more in-depth and structured language experience. And on the library's website, under the services menu, you can find more information about LVA. And I also want to mention we have two digital resources that are for English language learners. One is called Pronunciator, and the other is uh, Transparent Languages. So Pronunciator is uh, more to practice pronunciation, and Transparent Languages, have, they have very structured classes that you can take. If you, you have the online option. or The online option, you need your library card number and PIN to sign in and create an account, and then you can download the apps too, and they remember your progress, and you can just go back in and continue learning. That's really helpful. And if I can add one more thing for Please. the digital library, um, there's this newly added news for you. And um, that would be also wonderful to teach them with reading and comprehension. It was just added about a week or two weeks ago. Yeah, it's brand new. And they write news articles in simpler language, so it makes it much easier to understand. And depending, again, on how advanced the learner is in English language, they can always use the other resources. They can read ebooks, listen to audiobooks, and we have amazing um, newspaper resources on the digital library that, again, can help a lot in advancing your English language comprehension. To that point, obviously, besides the ELL programs, we have so many programs. Would you encourage English language learners to attend those programs? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm so happy that you brought up this question because the library is full of programs that can enrich the experience of the language learners. Um, you know, the library is not just about books. Um, we've got these fantastic creative programs that are a game changer. Um, imagine the makerspace. So it's like this haven where you don't have to worry about your English being perfect. So um, you just dive into all these cool activities from sewing machine to 3D printing, Glowforge. Um, so it's not just about language, it's about shared experience. And in these groups, you are part of community, creating and bonding without words being the main focus. And plus, there's this zero vibe of, I mean, there's this vibe of zero judgment. So you can experiment, take risk, and try new stuff without anyone betting an eye. So I think it's just wonderful to join other programs, especially at the, at the makerspace. 
Even if someone is trying to learn English, it can take a lot of extra mental energy to read everything only in English. Does the library have books in other languages available? So we've got this fantastic world language books section stocked in Spanish, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Russian, and more, um, catering to both adults and children. It's not books, but I know on Magster they have magazines from around the world. That's correct. They have magazines in Korean, too. Oh, that's cool. For people who only speak English, why would you recommend they try learning a new language? I think it's kind of cool to speak other languages. I mean, think about it. Knowing more than one language is kind of like having a secret power. And uh, Prism County being the 10th most diverse county in the nation, right behind Brooklyn. Having the extra language under your belt is having a universal key. So I think it's just so cool. The important thing about learning a new language is not knowing the words in another language and how to communicate with somebody, but you learn a lot about the culture of the other country. It's inspiring and it's always good to broaden your horizons. What tools or programs does the library offer for English speakers looking to learn another language? I assume there's going to be some overlap. Well, Pronunciator, one of the digital resources that I mentioned earlier, they have 98 languages, so you can pick one of those 98 languages to learn. And also check out our Spanish conversation classes that happens at various locations. It's, it's just a fantastic way to practice. I have a bonus question. What's your favorite book written by an author from your home country? So it's awesome to see more and more translated books from Korean to English at our libraries. Um, the book I would like to recommend would be The Good Son by Jung Yoo-jung. Um, she's, she's known as Korea's Stephen King. And um, this book is a psychological thriller that will keep you on the edge of your seat. And it revolves around the crazy relationship between a mother and her son, delving into dark secrets and chilling twists. And this book is no exception, a real page turner that lingers your mind long after you've finished. And I have suggested this book to many of my coworkers and they also loved it. I'm very excited that we recently acquired a book by Bulgarian author Georgi Gospodinov. The book is called Time Shelter, and it uh, won last year International Booker Prize, which is one of the most prestigious awards for translated uh, literature. It was translated by the American Angela Rodell, who is a co-winner of the award. As uh, for the book, I would like to uh, cite what Nobel Prize winner, winner Olga Tokarczuk said. She described the no novel as the most exquisite kind of literature on our perception of time and its passing, written in a masterful and totally unpredictable style. So yeah, if you have time, read it, or it's also available on Hoopla as audiobook, so you can listen to it. Okay, yeah, I got to read both of those recommendations. Excellent. Thank you guys so much for discussing all of this. Do you have any parting thoughts or tips? Don't just learn. Embrace the journey. Whether you're exploring a new language, getting lost in a great book, or diving into a different culture, 
the library is your one stop for endless possibilities. So jump in, ask anything you like, and enjoy the adventure. And for those curious about English language learning programs, the library is a perfect spot. Check out the programs, have fun learning, and I'm very excited to welcome you into the world of language and literature. Wow, <laughs> there's nothing to add after Sunny. Well, I want to promote my book club. I have a monthly book club called Books Alive, and we discuss books that were made into movies. Patrons are supposed to read the book and watch the movie, and then we meet on the fourth Monday of each month online through WebEx, and we discuss and compare them, and anybody is welcome to join and discuss with us. Thank you. Before we go, I wanted to plug our online events calendar, where folks can see all the programs that PWPL has to offer. As we mentioned, besides our ELL programs, English language learners are more than welcome to attend all of our programs, from genre-specific book clubs, to craft programs, to technology courses, to kids' story times, and much, much more. Visit pwcva.gov library, click on library events, and you'll see the online calendar where you can register or learn more. Thank you both so much for answering all my questions. Thank you, Emily. Thank you. It was my pleasure. If our listeners have questions, we'd love to answer them on a future Ask a Librarian episode. Just record your question as an audio file, mentioning your first name and home branch, and email it to libcommunications at pwcgov.org. That's libcommunications at pwcgov.org. I will close us out with a quote from the book reference in the episode title, The Traveling Cat Chronicles, by Hiro Arikawa. Humans always underestimate our language skills. Just because they can read and write, there's no need to act all high and mighty. Thanks for listening and join us in two weeks for the next episode of Important Library Stuff.